Tila hugs her knees and stares out the port on the escape shuttle as Skoroko Station falls towards the planet. Tears sting her eyes, and she looks around for the third time since boarding the escape shuttle. Her parents aren't there. She'd been with Jola and Nals on the wreck deck when the alarm started. She'd followed procedure, just like her dad's taught her, and made her way to the evacuation zone. It had been chaos, people shouting that the escape pods were locked down. She'd almost turned to run back towards the Habs, but she could hear her father's stern voice telling her to drop everything and get to an evac zone if there was ever an alert. When the evac pods unlocked, there had been a rush and she'd lost track of Jola and Nals. Now all she can do is watch her home fall away and hope that everyone got out. Even as the evac shuttle lifts away, she watches the bottom of the station slam into the canopy of trees. Keela doesn't look away as the station impacts, and massive explosions erupt into the sky, rocking the evac shuttle as it turns away. A sob escapes her throat as the realization sets in. Her home is gone. Everything she's ever known, it's all gone. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures, the solo actual play podcast where stories are told at the speed of dice. With me, Steve Morrison, your game master and solo player. Now come on, let's grab the dice and see where our story goes. Welcome back for the season finale of Season 3, Cry Havoc. Last time... Wolf and Kiana Arden raced for the lift to the command deck as klaxons sounded warning of Skoroko Station's impending orbital decay. The lift was empty, thankfully, as the station inhabitants scrambled for their evacuation zones. On the command deck, Wolf and Arden run into a patrol of Azure Court soldiers who are fleeing the command center. Arden tries to talk to them, but they have already heard that she betrayed the Azure King and they open fire. Wolf and Arden easily handle the Azure Court soldiers, though Wolf spares the lives of those she bests. When they reach the command center, they find the bodies of the control technicians. Wolf hurries to the controls and manages to bypass the lockdown and reignite the station's engines. Unfortunately, Skoroko Station is caught in the planet's gravitational pull, and they have mere moments before it impacts the ground. Wolf attempts to find some way to save the station, but there's nothing to be done. Arden drags her out of the command center and they race toward the evacuation zone on this deck. There are two escape pods waiting, and as they board one, the injured Azure Court soldiers approach. Arden launches the second pod before boarding their own pod, and Wolf has a moment of conflict about leaving the murderous soldiers behind. Arden takes the choice away by launching the pod. They barely separate from the station before it crashes into the planet Iris. The pod is tossed into the jungle, and Wolf blacks out. Light begins to filter in as Wolf's eyes flutter open. She is in her jump seat still, strapped in. She tastes copper in her mouth. And her eyes are having a hard time focusing as she is slowly trying to open them. 
there are sounds that she doesn't immediately recognize. Maybe an alarm? Some sort of warning? She's struggling to even maintain thought and focus. And then her eyes close again and that darkness takes her once more. She's not sure how much time passes when her eyes open again. And this time she doesn't hear that beeping anymore. She's looking around and her head is pounding. Her mouth is dry and there's still that taste of copper there. Finally, she's able to look across and see her old friend Vanguard slumped over in the seat across from her. Wolf tries to lick her lips and speak, but it's just a rasp that comes out. Hey, Arden. She takes a breath and every part of her body hurts. She blinks away some of the blurriness and looks around. The pod seems intact from her first glances. And she reaches down to the straps that are holding her in. And she looks down and sees that her hands are bloody from gripping so tightly to the emergency handholds. She releases the straps and they fall away and she pulls herself forward she tumbles onto her knees and reaches across the small gap between her and Kiana and her fingers feel for a pulse it's there and it's clear now as she gets closer that Kiana Arden is still breathing and so she reaches out and touches her shoulder and says Arden, Arden, wake up. Kiana doesn't respond. And so Wolf starts looking around for a med kit, for supplies of any sort. And I think it stands to reason that there are medical supplies and there are survival supplies within this escape pod. I don't think that that's anything we have to roll on. So Wolf finds the compartment and pulls out the medical supplies and she hooks Arden up to a very basic scanner to make sure that her pulse is steady, that her uh, heart rate is good and she's going to attempt to revive Kiana Arden using the resources that she finds in that medical kit. All right, we're going to go ahead and make the heal move. When you provide care, roll plus wits. Alexis Wolf's wits are two. She gets a plus one because she is a healer. There we go. Four on the action score. Two fours on the challenge dice. Four a miss with a match to start off. Not a momentous way to begin this final episode of the season. And so I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to burn my six momentum because I'm not sure that I want to risk Kiana Arden dying here in this pod and leaving Wolf alone because we actually don't know yet whether or not help is coming. 
So it might be the crueler thing to save Arden here for the two of them to die together if no one comes to rescue them. So I'm going to burn my momentum of six down to two, and that is going to turn this into a strong hit with a match, which is great. So I can take plus one momentum or plus one spirit if I'm treating someone other than myself and I get a hit. So I'm going to go ahead and take one of those momentum back. And a strong hit on the heal means that the care is helpful. If you or the ally under your care are wounded, clear the impact and take or give plus two. Otherwise, take or give plus three health. Wolf is able to revive Kiana Arden. Arden wakes up in a start and maybe she gives her a mild stimulant or something like that. She comes back into consciousness and she reaches out a hand and grabs Wolf's forearm and says... We made it. Yeah. Yeah, we made it. At least we're still alive. Uh, We're in this pod and I haven't had a chance yet to see what's going on outside, but we made it. Arden swallows a little bit and Wolf reaches around through the supplies and pulls out some water and offers it to her, which Arden drinks a couple mouthfuls. And then she says, we've got to make sure the emergency beacon is active. Wolf nods and says, Don't worry, we'll get on that next. I just want to make sure you're okay. There's silence between them for a moment, and then Arden says, I hope you understand why I did what I did. And it takes Wolf a moment to remember the events that happened moments ago for her, but maybe they were hours. And she looks Arden in the eyes and says, I understand why you left those men behind. What they did was awful. But if we throw away everyone who's done awful things, then maybe we shouldn't activate the emergency beacon. Maybe you and I should just open the hatch and die here. We have to make better choices going forward. We have to try to be better, to give other people a chance to make better choices. But I understand why you did what you did. Arden nods and then sort of closes her eyes and rests her head back. And Wolf says, hey, hey, we've got work to do. Arden opens her eyes and says, all right, help me out of these straps. So the two of them have survived their crash on the planet Iris. But we haven't spent much time on Iris for a little while. So let's get a little refresher. It is... A humid, rain-soaked planet which keeps its secrets under a thick canopy of vegetation. It's a jungle world. The atmosphere is corrosive and uh, life is bountiful. There's a persistent cloud cover and sinking quagmires. So things are not great here. I think it's fair to say that this escape pod has medical supplies and rations for survival but I think we might have to roll on whether or not it has EV suits that will allow them to go out into the atmosphere. Otherwise, they are going to be in trouble. Let's go ahead and ask the Oracle some questions to see what happens to Wolf and Arden. So first of all, they were jettisoned basically at the last moment, and then their trajectory was altered by the explosion of Skoroko Station crashing into the planet. 
So they were knocked in a different direction than the rest of the escape shuttles and the escape pods. First of all, I think this is a pretty important question. Do they have an emergency beacon on this pod and is it working? I think it's obvious that they have an emergency beacon. That's the whole point of an escape pod. So the question is, is it working? I think it's almost certain that it's working because that is something that would be built to last on an escape pod. So I think it's almost certain 90 or less will be a yes. 30. So yes, they have a beacon. I think they find it. It's already active. That's something that would activate as soon as the escape pod is launched. It is active. It is pinging. So second question, this is something that I've been thinking about, which is the dead reckoning left with Quickdraw and his team and the scientists from the Radiant Council. And Wolf specifically told Quickdraw to take the scientists back to Sepulchre or somewhere else to get them away from the Azure court. But would Val and Raven have left immediately because the Dead Reckoning could have detached and then jumped into the drift for a moment and then made its way back because Val has already proven capable of avoiding the surveillance of the Azure Court ships patrolling around Skoroko Station? I think it's, it's possible that they left and basically came right back because Val and Raven wanted to be close by in case Wolf ran into trouble. I'm going to go so far as to say that it is likely that the Dead Reckoning is still present. 75 or less. 64 is a yes. We're building up to a, a dramatic no, I can feel it. So yes, the Dead Reckoning is still in system. So they, they left and then came back. Now, third question, how long would that take? And is the escape pod, is it going to keep Arden and Wolf safe until the Dead Reckoning returns? Before we answer that question, let's ask another question, which is, was the escape pod damaged in the crash? Because it really is meant more for deep space survival and not necessarily for crashing onto a planet's surface. Not that it can't survive crashing onto a planet's surface, but I think it's more likely that it would be damaged by crashing onto a planet's surface. So I'm going to say it is likely that it is damaged in some way. 85 is a no. It is not damaged, which I think means that it has plenty of time, plenty of breathable air for Wolf and Arden to survive for the Dead Reckoning to come back and pick them up. So I think that leads to one more question. Do the Azure Court pick up their distress call before the Dead Reckoning returns? And I think that is also likely because there are a few Azure Court ships already in orbit. They're already going to be in the process of picking up survivors because I'm assuming in this case that most likely Commander Volkov got off the station and was able to inform the Azure Court that the Azure King was dead and maybe effectively took command of the situation at hand. So they are picking up survivors and would possibly scan and detect their distress call. So let's say that's likely as well. 75 or less is a yes. Seven 
Very much a yes. The Dead Reckoning left and is coming back, but the Azure Court picks up on the distress call that their pod is transmitting. So I think one more question for the Oracle, which is, does this escape pod have EV suits? I think it is 50-50. I can make an argument for it, but I could also make an argument against. So I'm going to say it's 50-50. 50 or less will be a yes. 20, yes, they do. Okay, so here is the situation. Wolf and Arden have survived the crash. They have enough resources to hold out and survive inside this escape pod until help comes. That help is going to be the Azure Court, and I think they both know that. Neither of them is expecting the Dead Reckoning to come back. Wolf thinks that Val and Raven and Quickdraw are going to have followed her orders to get the Radiant Council scientists out of there, and so they're not expecting rescue to come from that avenue. They're expecting the Azure Court to return and rescue them. My question then, is the Azure Court under the command of Commander Volkov right now, or is there some sort of power struggle going on in the wake of the Azure King's death? And if so, is that going to create factions within the Azure Court? Maybe some of them want to capture Wolf and Arden because they killed the Azure King and they want revenge, as opposed to Commander Volkov, who will simply rescue them and I think have a much more favorable view of them. I think that it is quite likely that there are going to be some factions within. So I'm going to say it's it's in fact uh, almost certain. I keep saying I've got one more question for the Oracle, but there are many questions for the Oracle. So let's ask, I think it's almost certain that there are going to be factions here. 19 is a yes. So we've got an Azure Court Destroyer in system. We've got the Azure King's Dreadnought in system. So I'm guessing that the commander of the Dreadnought was loyal to the Azure King. And therefore, if they capture Wolf and Arden, they are going to exact revenge upon them. As opposed to Commander Volkov, who is more agreeable towards them. Not to keep hammering on this, but I feel like we should ask the Oracle one more time, which faction gets the distress call first? I think it is unlikely that it's Commander Volkov, because I think he's got enough on his plate to deal with. So I think it is more likely that it's going to be the Commander of the Dreadnought. So I'm going to say it's unlikely that it is... Commander Volkov. So 25 or less would be a yes. 55 is a no. So it is definitely the commander of the Dreadnought. Arden and Wolf are smart. They have engaged in a fair amount of espionage and political machinations in their time. So I think they might be aware of the fact that there are going to be factions breaking out from the Dreadnought of the Azure Court. And so I don't think they're going to stay in this escape pod. I think Wolf turns to Arden at some point and says, you know, we, we can't stay here. We can't trust that Volkov is going to be the one who finds us. 
I'm sure there are those in the Azure court who would love to execute us as the killers of their precious Azure king. I think we need to leave the pod. Arden nods and says, I agree. I know it's more dangerous to go out in EV suits and we'll be away from the security of the pod, but I think you're right. Wolf says, I think we should head for Skoroko Station. It crashed into the planet, but the thrusters and everything were firing hard enough. It's possible that some of the station survived. And if some of the station survived, maybe there's a ship that we can use. Arden nods and says, all right, let's do it. So they are going to get into the EV suits. They're going to pack up all the gear and everything that they can as far as food and water, any resources that they can take with them. They're going to leave the pod and they're going to head towards Skoroko Station's crash site. This might be worthy of an expedition, but I think I'm just going to set a course here because I think it's pretty obvious where the crash site was. And they are going to head that way, plus supply, which is plus four for them. Seven for the action score, a four and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit. Reach your destination, and the situation there favors you. Take plus one momentum. So I think they make their way towards the station and they're walking along again through this massive canopy of jungle and the atmosphere is hazy and corrosive. They can hear through their external audio speakers that there are ships flying over them towards the location where their pod crashed. And the two of them pick up the pace. It takes them a few hours of hiking through this dense jungle before they start coming across fragments of debris. It takes another couple hours before they start to see the outline of Skoroko Station nestled in this crater and surrounded by the rest of the burned out husks of trees that were partially vaporized in the downfall. And the station is there waiting for them, bits and pieces of it still on fire, other parts sloughing off. And there are warnings on their suit as they approach that there are extreme temperatures and radiation levels and that even their suits won't protect them for long. So they make their way towards the husk of Skoroko Station. And let's ask another question of the Oracle. How many people got off the station? And how many people were still on the station when it crashed? And how many of those people survived? Were they able to slow down the descent of the station long enough that enough people were able to get to the evacuation zones and get off the station? I think they're activating the thrusters helped. So I'm going to say that it is 50-50 that everyone got off the station. So 50 or less will be a yes. 28 is a yes. So this station is abandoned. The escape pods and everything have all been jettisoned. But we know that uh, there may have been other ships here that 
weren't able to lift off. They didn't necessarily use all of the vessels. Is there still a viable ship here on the station that they could access? I'm going to say it is likely because the situation favored us as we arrived here. 75 or less, 13 is a yes. So there is something that they can use. So they reach the station and maybe they hear and see more of those ships starting to descend as I'm sure the Azure Court are interested in scavenging Skoroko Station themselves. And so Wolf and Arden make their way up into the station and begin heading towards one of the lower docking bays that is close to where they are located. And I think they're trying to hurry along in order to get there. So I'm going to go ahead and roll a face danger plus edge as they are trying to use speed, mobility, or agility to get to this docking bay. Plus two on this, seven for the action score, a nine and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So it's a success, but not without a cost. Make a suffer move at minus one. I'm going to knock down the supply from four to three as they're using up emergency gear that they carried with them from the escape pods to climb up the side of the station to an access port, which gives them entry into the station. And once they're inside, there is smoke everywhere. The station bulkheads themselves have been twisted and gnarled. The place looks like a mess. And Wolf and Arden force their way through several blocked junctures or have to take a detour and make their way around. But finally, they reach the docking bay. And that docking bay houses a number of ships that weren't either manned or there wasn't time for people to get to them and had to get to the evacuation pods on the various levels that they were on. And so they see a number of vessels, but they're all in a jumble as the power gave out and the the uh, gravity locks that held them to the station deck gave way and these ships have tumbled about and crashed but I think they find a viable ship. It's a small freighter that got wedged in between two others that crashed into it, and that damaged the hull a little bit, but it kept it in place for part of the fall so that it didn't get as battered and bashed as some of these other ships did. And so Wolf and Arden climb up into this small freighter and they find the the hatch and it's locked and wolf is going to overcome the lock with another face danger this time plus wits seven for the action score seven and a five on the challenge dice is another weak hit so a success but make a suffer move i'm gonna take the supply down to two this time and Wolf is able to bypass the locks on this small freighter and they enter the ship, they close it back up again, they make their way to the cockpit and Wolf powers it up. I think this time we're gonna make uh, secure an advantage as uh, Wolf is using her wits once again expertise, focus, and observation. She is trying to gain an advantage by powering up and preparing to launch this freighter. 
plus two on this. Six for the action score, an eight and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So I can choose to take plus two momentum or plus one on my next move. So I'm going to take the momentum. That's going to take us up to six momentum. And our next move is we're going to blast out of here, which is going to be another face danger. And I think this time it's going to be plus iron as Wolf is just going to brute force this freighter out of this jam that it's in. So plus three, five on the action score, an eight and a one on the challenge dice for another weak hit. I'm going to once again tick down the supply as we envision what this looks like. So Wolf and Arden have made their way through the station into this freighter. They've powered it up. It has structural integrity. And Wolf, looking around at the situation, realizes that she's not going to be able to finesse this freighter out from between these other ships. And so she looks over at Arden and says, well, looks like we're just going to have to do this the hard way. Strap in and uh, let's hope that this is not leading up to another crash. Arden half smiles and says, I believe in you. They fire up the engines and Wolf pushes them hard as the freighter begins to shake and shudder from the pressure of these other ships jamming it in. But as the engines fire, that leverage begins to work and the ships begin to shift away and that shuddering becomes pretty violent for a few moments and then one of those ships falls away and she feels the freighter release and she's able to pull it up and turn towards the docking hatch now this freighter uh does it have weapons on it? I think it's unlikely. So 25 or less. 15 is a yes. So yes, it does. Maybe it transports things through areas where there might be pirates. So it is armed and she's going to turn to Arden and say, Arden, if you wouldn't mind opening a door for us. And Arden nods, charges up the cannons on it and they blast their way out of this docking bay. Wolf punches the throttle forward and sends the freighter flying out the hole that Kiana Arden makes and this freighter begins to ascend back towards space. So this took several hours for them to get to this place. So it's quite reasonable that the Dead Reckoning has returned at this point. So the other question then is how committed to finding them is this dreadnought or is the commander of this dreadnought having been foiled in recovering them for a few hours going to turn their attention to going off to the capital planet and maybe building their own empire like are they going to seize command are they in the process of crowning themselves the new azure king or queen how committed is this Dreadnought Commander to capturing Wolf and Arden? I'm going to say 50-50 uh, that they are committed to it. So 50 or less will be a yes, which means they are committed to it and they're going to be waiting for them up there. 35 is a yes. So the freighter breaks atmosphere and the Dreadnought is there waiting. And several ships are patrolling 
the area. And Wolf and Arden look at each other and Wolf says, well, start charging the E-Drive because I don't think we want to stay around. Those ships are starting to turn towards us. That Azure Court destroyer is nowhere in sight. I think Commander Volkov, after having a conversation with the Dreadnought commander, realized that they have every intention to seize command for themselves, and he took the rest of his crew and got out before uh, that Dreadnought commander decided that he was a problem that needed to be dealt with. Wolf and Arden don't really have any friends or allies here except for the Dead Reckoning. Those ships are turning towards this freighter when another ship emerges up from the atmosphere and the comm lights up. Arden says, that other ship is hailing us. Wolf glances at the signature and says, answer it. And then a familiar voice comes through the comm. Wolf, I hope that is you. Wolf smiles and laughs and says, hey Val, it's good to see you. You disobeyed my orders. We decided that it would be better to make sure you got out safely before completing our mission. It is a good thing that we did. I have coordinates prepared for a jump into the drift. Is your E-Drive charged? It will be in a minute. Then perhaps we should make an escape. And the two ships, the Dead Reckoning and this captured freighter, turn away from the dreadnought and the the fighters that are screaming across space to follow them. The Dead Reckoning and the freighter begin trying to make distance from themselves and the planet before the E-Drive is finished charging. And so we're going to face danger once more, plus edge, as Wolf is going to try some fancy flying to keep them ahead of the Azure Court. We have a three on the action score, a six and an eight on the challenge dice for a miss. But I have the fugitive asset, which I have officially paid for now because I got enough experience off of fulfilling my vow to get Kiana Arden off the station. So you are hunted by a power authority. When you make a move, you may improve the results to a strong hit. If you do, fill one segment of a four-segment clock to represent hunters closing in. When the clock is filled, a notable foe or force has tracked you down. If you overcome them or escape, reset the clock and mark one tick on your quest's legacy track. So I've got two segments now filled on that clock as we turn that miss to a strong hit and Wolf on the freighter and Val and Raven on the Dead Reckoning keep their ships ahead of and away from the Azure Court fighters as the E-Drive charges. And as soon as it finishes charging, the Dead Reckoning and the freighter link up and launch into the drift, leaving the planet Iris, the fallen Scirocco station, and the Azure Court Dreadnought behind. It's been a few weeks since the fall of Scirocco station and the death of the Azure King. An Azure Queen has risen from the ranks of the former Azure King's retinue, but there is Civil war now in Veiled Rest. 
as another member of the Azure Court has stepped forward and claimed ascendancy to the throne of Azure King. In the settlement of Sepulchre, in the bar called Purgatory, a small group of people sit in a private room. One of them says, Are you sure you don't want to stick around? See what happens. Quickdraw takes a long draw on his cigar and then picks up his glass and swirls the amber liquid inside of it. Sitting across the table from him, Wolf and Arden share a look, and then Wolf says, I think we've probably done enough. We've started a war here, and I'm very sorry for that. But the two of us have been talking, and we realize that we have our own war to fight. Yeah, well, I can't say that I blame you. Things are going to be a little tense here for a little while, but we'll be all right. I have confidence that the syndicate will step up and take care of business. Arden says, I always suspected the syndicate was backed by a member of the court. Others did as well. (laughs) Yeah, well, speculation is fun, but the truth is, this new Azure Queen is not very popular amongst her own ranks. I think we have a good chance of winning some of them over, and as long as we can take care of that dreadnought, We'll be just fine. But how about you two? You say you've got a war to fight. I shudder to think what that means for the famous Havoc and Vanguard. Wolf says, Quick, I have complete confidence that your syndicate will take care of business here in Veiled Rest. That soon the the people of this sector will be safe and under better leadership. But there's something we've got to take care of. And to do that, we have to go back to the Hunter's Collective. We have a score to settle. I understand. And I'm not one to stand between you and sweet, sweet vengeance. So, I'll just wish you luck. And you survive, which I hope you do. And you need somewhere to hole up. You can always come back to Veiled Rest. We'll be here. Arden nods. And Wolf smiles and says, Thanks, Quick. And take care of yourself. Make sure you don't get any fights you can't win. <laughs> you too. And the two of them leave. Wolf and Arden make their way out through the main bar. Wolf stops for a moment as she sees Raven sitting in a corner. Wolf says, You mind? I'll be in a moment. Arden nods and goes to wait by the door. Wolf heads over to where Raven is sitting. Raven looks up and there's no smile on their face they say so you're really leaving wolf nods yep we're on our way out raven says well take care of yourself make sure that you don't get val into any trouble wolf smiles says i'm sorry raven sorry that i couldn't save the station sorry your home is gone i wish i had some way of making it better the raven shakes their head and says no no it's it's not your fault you tried your best it's the azure king's fault And he's dead. And I'll be okay. Dr. Winter and her researchers have offered me a position with them flying their ship. She, I'm sure, wishes she could have said goodbye, but they're working on some tech for the Syndicate. I hear they're working on maybe a a planetary shield or something like that. Something to protect, not to destroy. So, go on. Get out of here. Take care of yourself. And if you're ever back in the area... I guess come say hi. Wolf nods. There's really nothing more to say, 
So she just says, thanks, Raven. And then she heads for the door where Arden is waiting. They're aboard the Dead Reckoning, leaving Sepulchre behind. Magonia looms in the viewport as they're flying past and Wolf sees the vault there. The fleet has dispersed, some of it going over to the new Azure Queen, others swearing allegiance to the syndicate. Wolf turns to Arden and says, I first went to Skoroko Station because there was an illness, and I was just trying to help. And then all this happened, and I have to wonder, is Veiled Rest better off? Yes, Arden responds. Yes, they're better off. The Azure King was a madman. He was going to bring war on a far greater scale than what's happening in Veiled Rest right now. Trust me, Wolf, this is better. She reaches a hand over and touches Wolf's shoulder and says, Are you sure you want to do this? Where we're going, we're not going to need a healer. Wolf is silent for a moment and then she reaches up a hand and lays it over Arden's hand. Wolf says, Vanguard, we're not going back to the Collective for revenge, right? We talked about this. We have to make better choices. And they betrayed us. They made choices that might lead to a bigger war, a a bigger war than even the one that the Azure King was planning. So we have to be 100% clear on this. We're not going back for revenge. We're going back for justice, and we're going back to prevent more war, to prevent more deaths. Are you with me on that? Arden, holding her gaze, nods and says, I'm with you as long as we're united and as long as we keep the collective from hurting anyone else. Wolf nods and says, Together, Vanguard, Kiana Arden, my dear, dear friend, we can change the course of the collective's path. Sometimes being a healer means you have to take a scalpel to the dead flesh to save the rest. So let's go help the collective. Let's honor our dead friends. Let's go. And she activates the E-Drive. And the dead reckoning jumps into the drift. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. And thanks so much to Tabletop Audio for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word. And if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, I'm at errantsolopod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.